Welcome to Stories We Don't Tell, a podcast about storytelling. Stories We Don't Tell is a monthly event in Toronto that features candid stories of strength and resilience. I threw out my prayers, they went flying like balloons. The air whipped our hair, we went shooting down the valley. Knuckles gripped upon the handles, shivers rushing down my spine. My body ached from sleeping on the shitty IKEA couch. I've been sleeping there for so many weeks. Who am I kidding? It's been months. My body has worn a groove into the cushions, so deep that I can feel the wooden frame digging into me. Getting to sleep in a bed to be comfortable? That's too good for someone like me. I don't deserve that. Shit, I'm late. Do you have any questions for the pharmacist, Mr. Zawalich? He pronounced my fucking name wrong. The Snickers bar was quickly turning to a paste in my painfully clenched fist that I couldn't get to relax. I imagined throwing it at him, climbing over the shallow counter and choking him with it as I screamed and gave him a lesson in my family's phonetics. Sir? His voice squeaked. He looked like he just hit puberty. My eyes flicked from his acne to his name tag, to his scraggly goatee, and to the multiple diplomas on the wall behind him. Those can't be real schools. Did he just hear me say that? My face felt hot. It burned. I don't know what part of me was shaking, and I couldn't tell what emotion it looked like I was conveying. If I was lucky, it wasn't as malicious as what I was thinking. He looked concerned. I wasn't impatient. Fuck him. A bead of sweat rolled down my cheek. I hoped it was sweat. What do heart attacks feel like? No, I'm fine. It felt like a whisper, but he seemed to hear me. He gave me the bag, and I sped out of the store. Safely locked in my car, I let out some sort of guttural noise. Somewhere between a sob and a scream. Punching the car radio is probably a bad idea, but it seemed like the best option. Fuck. Slow down. Breathe. Don't fucking do this. There's nothing to throw up into this car. Why don't I ever plan better? I held the pill bottle and read the label. The same words that I read every day the week before. Call a doctor if you experience mood changes, sadness, depression, or fear. May cause increased suicidal thoughts or actions. May. May. I don't know what happened to the candy bar. I sat in this stupid fucking wicker chair while she lounged there with her feet up on the leather ottoman. Was this part of her game? To keep me off guard and uncomfortable so I'd tell her everything? There wasn't anything more to say. Her idea of therapy was to listen to me rant, then raise her eyebrows and give a half-hearted shrug, urging me to continue, while she sat there silently for an hour. I'm paying for this? Her black lab, Olive, sat in front of me on the floor. She looked up at me and winked. I winked back. I started talking, replaying the past few weeks, past months, dwelling in them. From the breakup to the hotel bathroom full of cocaine to the endless handles of rum, the painkillers and the constant cloud of smoke that I had been walking around in for years. The relief was fleeting, but for the chance to be free from myself, from a body that felt like it was decomposing, and my mind that was becoming my enemy, I would take any of it. I know I was repeating myself, but I didn't care. She didn't seem to care. Fuck her. Did I say that out louder in my head? Olive licked my hand as I left the tiny office. I felt my eyes get wet and blurry. Am I really going to fall apart because of the minuscule, minuscule physical affection from this awful woman's dog? God, it looks like it. I don't know if I'll be able to make the walk home. I walked past my bedroom and curled up on the couch. The McDonald's wrappers and dirty plates and empty ice cream cartons 
that cover the floor in front of my self-designated bed have begun to disgust me. I know I'm not going to clean it. The past two days at work were the same. Crouched on this floor, scraping someone else's shitty grout work off his crappy tile, and then I realized it was gone. I didn't notice until there was only a few hours left at work, but it was gone. That lump in my stomach, that pressure in my chest, that never-ending buzzing just below my skin. Every day before, that had felt like a struggle between uncontrollable sobbing and relentless rage. At any moment, this would be it, and I wouldn't be able to hold back, and one of them was going to win, and I didn't know which. But I woke up today, and it was gone, and I didn't notice, and it felt strange without it. Thank you. Stefan, do you have any favorite recipes? No. No. That was a simple question. Well, or a simple answer. Simple answer to a to a complex complex question, really. Is it? Uh, well, I don't know. Like recipe, there's so many recipes. Like I feel like a lot of people have favorite recipes. Um, but I know, but we're not talking about any other people. We're talking right, about you. Right, right. My favorite recipes. Right. Well, do I have to be able to make the food that my favorite recipe is? Like, I really like like recipes, but I don't. I have never made them. There are certain recipes I really enjoy. There's like I could look at a bunch of recipes and be like, that sounds delicious. But if I can't make it, does that change anything? Generally, yes. Hmm. Well, then, well, then I don't know, Paul. Do you just read recipe books like? In your leisure time, just for fun? No, not at all. No? Uh, I just don't... I, I, I don't even read recipe books when I'm making food. See, that's the problem. Uh, Usually, I'm just throwing things into a... I'm just throwing things into a pot. Like lettuce. Or a frying pan. Yeah. Yeah, like lettuce. Which I don't know if it's been on this podcast yet. Um, I don't know. I, I'm not sure. I can't, I, I can't remember, but... Listeners, uh, are we confusing you by re- referencing me frying lettuce? If yes, tweet me a turtle. If no, still tweet me a turtle. I'm going to catch on. How will you know if they're saying yes or no, though? That's a good point. Uh, happy turtles are yes, sad turtles are no. Okay, follow-up question. Yeah. How do you know if a turtle is sad or happy? You can just tell. You can just tell. Smiles or not. I don't know about that. I don't uh, know if I believe you. I'll have to go on and check it out. I'll tell you, you text me, you, you, you tweet me a turtle, Paul, and I, I will tell you if it's happy or sad, and then we'll decide if we agree or not. That's the only way to do this. Okay. Um, um, but, uh, and the last thing I was going to ask you is what are your personal feelings on the sweet potato? Oh, they're great. Uh, big fan of sweet potatoes. And there's a dog actually here at the center for social innovation, which we call the sweet potato. Uh, his name is Sam and he really looks like a sweet potato. He looks like a sad sweet potato. Yeah. He's like an adorable sweet potato. Yeah. Like, like almost like he's adorable enough. You might like want to eat him kind of adorable. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. I might want to make them into, you know, into like delicious hash browns for a brunch. Like sweet potato hash browns. Exactly. Full circle. That's what I like to do. Yeah, well, which is a perfect segue. Uh, because today on this episode, we're talking about endings. Endings? Yeah. Well, we're just beginning, though. Uh, that's a good point. But, uh, but endings, and specifically we're talking about whether or not endings should come full circle. Or, okay. or, or, or how one should approach an ending. Right. Um, well, let me maybe start here as I have a, a, a question for you. Is how often in life do things get into just end in a nice, tidy kind of lesson where you walk away thinking, I'm glad I went through that <laughs> and this is what I learned. Well, I, I, I think it all depends on when you end things, right? Right. In that I feel like 
so often if you end things shortly after the very, like you can, you can create vignettes of your life that have those pieces, mm-hmm. right? Uh, you can find stories in which, yeah, and then I did this. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like I went through this terrible relationship and now I'm in this good relationship. And if you just take that snapshot, it's great. Mm-hmm. If that, but it, it, it doesn't even matter if that good relationship then becomes terrible because you've already, you've chosen how you want to portray the life. Yeah. And that's not always, you know, and, and so what's interesting with storytelling uh, is that so often the, you, you are, and really it's, it's a sort of, it's a natural belief, I think, mm-hmm. is, to, is to craft your own personal story or the story you're telling in the same sort of way that you sort of are told constantly tell all stories, which is a rise, a fall, and, you know, and a denouement. Yeah. And, um, and even maybe sometimes a, and therefore. Exactly. Whatever yeah. I this happened or this is the result, and I think that that feeling is especially true with true stories. Mm-hmm. I think true stories feel an extra pressure to be like, and then I learned this thing, especially right. if they're sad. Yeah, uh, because I feel like we're we're not supposed to leave people being sad. That's just yeah. not that that's discouraged generally. Yeah. Um, yeah, and you know, in any form of like you know movies or TV or things like that, there has to be or not has to be. Uh, it's, you know, that's always the thing, the Hollywood ending of just, well, you need, you, you can't just let people walk out the door after something and just not know what they're feeling sometimes or, you know, being uh, conflicted over what they're feeling or being unsure of what maybe happened. Well, that's, but that's, as sometimes we're saying, life. that's what life is. Right? Yeah. And so I guess what we're getting to here is this, is this tension between whether or not, uh, whether or not you should end, when you're looking to end your story, if you should end your story in a sort of, in a way that, that does have a sort of wrap up sort of, and then things are better. Uh, well, or if you should, if you should leave people in the, in the darkness. Yeah. Because I, you know, no matter to me, whatever rules anybody lays down and whatever, way that we would talk about it that yeah this is this is uh the the kind of thing that we recommend i just also think and i think we we all agree is that it's almost all of these things are just a story by story basis because yes i'm like uh, well, you don't need to wrap things up into a nice bow at the end but also sometimes if the within the context of the story that is necessary then do it it's fine if it works the rules are always you know, made to be broken. Well, I think it comes down to whatever is telling the most truth, right? Like, right. I think the truth of the story is sort of how you feel about it now. Mm-hmm. And so you can tell the truth of a story which ends dark, mm-hmm. and that's just where it ends, or you can tell the truth of a story that doesn't. Mm-hmm. And I think it really comes down to sort of actually what is, what what you really feel about the story. Like, mm-hmm. tell the story the most truthful way possible, and let us sit in whatever emotion you feel about the story now. Mm-hmm. Um, an example of this is, I'm currently working on a story, uh, by the time this podcast airs, I will have already told the story, mm-hmm. um, in which I have this my, my, my conflict inside myself uh, about whether or not I should add this last paragraph. Mm-hmm. And the last paragraph basically takes it from a leaving you in the dark to sort of giving you an uplifting, like, yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and, you know, uh, talking about stories is that we should maybe mention that we heard Adam's story, a story from Adam, and uh, I'm curious, why did you think uh, this story came to mind when we were talking about endings? Right. Um, well, because I think he does the exact opposite of what, I, what I'm pretty sure I'll end up doing in mine. Uh-huh. Uh, in mine, I'm quite certain, I think I actually think that the truth of my story is that I need to sort of liven it up at the end. Uh-huh. Whereas I think Adam's story is powerful and works because he doesn't. Right. You know? 
um, I think the truth in his story is that that this is an ongoing process. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing about trying to tell a story about ongoing processes is that if you try to end them in a neat way, you're just lying. Well, and also when you're telling, trying to tell a story about something that is really quite big or really spans a lot of time or is, is longer. And, you know, a lot of times you're talking about a specific experience or a, a moment or in, you know, in Adam's case, a few, a few, I got, there's a time period mm -hmm. in there. And it's, uh, it's just almost jarring sometimes to be like, okay, we're going to be, you're in this time period and I'm going to take you there. And then all of a sudden at the end, I'm going to jump ahead and be like, no, 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 everything's good now. I'm, I'm good. And where um, sometimes, again, like we're saying, sometimes that, that's cool and that's necessary part of the story, but also sometimes it's not. Yeah. And I think the concern often um, with not with not wrapping it up is that if people are coming in, you know, people are probably having a good time at your event, right? That's, that's the hope for the thing. Yeah. And so if you don't leave happy, people won't relate to your story. That's mm -hmm. sort of the concern. I think is that like, if you don't, if you don't end with the, with a sort of like, and now things are fine, mm -hmm. people are going to like not want to feel sad. And so we'll just skip over your story. They won't, they won't. And honestly, what's fascinating about this is I've found that more often than not people, do honestly come up to you afterwards more if your story ends neatly. Well, you know, I was just, uh, I was thinking that uh, this is just my personal opinion, but we have the best audience in the city. <laughs> um, and one of the reasons is because they're, they're all very intelligent and they're all very engaged and they're, they're coming there because they want to, I think, engage with these stories. So there are, yes, there's times like, say, um, just in my own experience where I've told a more story of that's a funnier type of story, you know, people will say, ah, I like your story or enjoyed it or anything like that. But then the ones that are more serious, those are always the ones where people want to like have a conversation with you. And they're like, yeah, that happened to me. I want to tell you about it. Mm -hmm. And which is the best. Yeah. And, 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 and what's interesting also is that darkness versus non-darkness doesn't necessarily... You can write. You can tell both with an ending that sort of leaves you to learn something, right? You mm -hmm. can tell a light story that that ends just ends mm -hmm. uh, as Adam's story ends. That's why we chose this story, Adam's story, is that it just ends. Right. And uh, it ends in a way you almost expect more. You're really looking for more. Yeah. Um, but it does. But it just just cuts. And and in part, the power of it just cutting is that like, then you just then you sit there with him. Yeah. And yeah. I think you. I think you. I think it, it. It draws you into the present in a way that, because that's the other thing about about ending it neatly, is often if it, is that you mentioned the distracting time jump earlier, um, but not even just that. You you, you it changes the present in the story. Mm -hmm. it's, mm -hmm. The present immediately becomes you standing in front of them. Yeah. Rather than any of the other times you're trying to leave them in. So yeah, because that was something that was the last thing that I was going to ask you is what you I was what you thought about this is. You know how when somebody is maybe telling a story about something that happened to them in the you know a past maybe far in the past, and they're it's they're a different person now. Mm. It, sometimes I feel that people feel it's also a requirement to at the end say, "But whoa, I'm not that person anymore. I've I'm now the person standing in front of you, and this is how my life has changed in relation to where I was in, during the story." When do you think that is necessary and when is it not? Right. Because sometimes you, the, through the nature of the story and the person in front of you right now, you, again, because our audience is smart, 
they 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 get it. You don't have to be so explicit with that. But sometimes, yeah. Well, I think you do. It, yeah. Well, we mentioned in a previous episode uh, about protecting your audience and about mm-hmm. this idea that we're that you must, that you that if you are being the sort of the bad person in the story, you owe it to your audience to make sure them not feel like they're sitting in front of that person, right? Uh, which requires some sort of wrap up potentially. Uh, right. Maybe 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 you can do it other different ways, but there's definitely a point in which that's a like that's a thing that we've we've already we've we've sort of come out and said that that we think you need to do. But at the same time, I think people also have that same sort of feeling when they just tell a sad story, right? You know, and they just want to be like, but I'm not a sad sack anymore. Yeah, yeah. And 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 sometimes it's like it's okay to be sad, and if you try to pretend all some stories aren't sad, you're just not telling the story. Yeah. You know, like you can't tell a sad story and then the brand be like, but like that taught me the value of life. It's like, no, it didn't. It just sucked because sometimes life sucks. Yeah. I think actually that's a really good place to end it. (laughs) Sometimes life sucks. You're welcome, everybody. Speaking of endings, we want to thank Adam for for sharing his story and we want to thank you for listening to the Stories We Don't Tell podcast. You can find us online at thereapers.org because we're in the life collecting business. You can like us at facebook.com slash stories we don't tell podcast. If you want to help us out, you can rate and review us on iTunes. Thanks to Rayana for the theme music to this podcast. You can find out more about her in the show notes or at rayana.ca. This episode of the Stories of the Podcast is brought to you by You can just, just, just bullshit Just bullshit <laughs>